Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week you read One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle, which, Marissa, you gave it a very harsh review. (laughs) (laughs) I really did not like this book. (laughs) I love the whole, like, Italian thing. I I loved, it made me, like, want to go to uh, Italy, but I didn't like the book. She writes books that make you really ponder your life. Mm. Like her other book that I read in five years was like weirdly questioned. Like I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to give that one away. But there's events where you're like, ooh, like this is morally gray. Kind of mm. like the Colleen Hoover part, but like minus the murder part. <laughs> um, Colleen Hoover's were disturbing. They like, yeah, they aren't disturbing. Just like really like, oh, like this is like kind of weird. But they really make you think like that book. I still think about like to this day mm. um, and they all have this like weird magic sense to it. Or in like this book, it was transporting back to 30 years ago, which I don't get how we didn't notice that before, because I feel like you would notice like technology if it like, I don't know if I was in a hotel, I guess Italy is very old fashioned. I guess maybe you wouldn't have noticed it as easily in the United States. But like if you were transported back to 30 years ago in the United States, you would notice the minute walk into any restaurant because the system would just be different. Like now we pay on like iPads and stuff like that. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Italy is very old fashioned. So I guess maybe you probably would go unnoticed a little bit longer. Yeah. But each book has this like magic quality to it. Um. I also feel like I'm a little partial to it because I did go to her talk and hear her write about this book. And it like, I don't know, it gives you like the warm and fuzzies of how this like she talked about her writing process and like how she kind of apparently she goes into this like writing hole and she like blocks out the entire like she gets an idea. She blocks out literally the entire world and she'll just write for like a couple weeks straight. And like the people, like her friends and family don't know her. Like they just, she just like writes <laughs> and then she's done. <laughs> Gosh, she that's what I need like to a do. Normal in person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I, like, I read her acknowledgement and she actually went to Italy and, and stayed at this hotel. Yeah. She said it. So, and also like, so her mother went to Italy when her mother was younger, kind of like, um, why am I forgetting the main character's name? Um, it's Katie and Carol, I think. Yeah. So kind of like Carol went to Italy when she was younger. Rebecca's mom went to Italy when she was younger and she like had this like boyfriend in Italy at the time. And she ran into the mom's old boyfriend when her and her mom came back when she was an adult. No way. How does that happen? It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's super funny. So I feel like I'm also like, oh, that was really cool that she kind of did that. Um, So she talked about her writing process. She talked about that. Um, what else is talk about? Oh, and it was, just, it was right when she's, I forgot who was with her, what the talk was. It was funny because I sent a picture of Marissa of these like two authors at the socket to the strand, and it literally looked like me and Marissa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could have been us, but yeah, so I do like her as a person, and I and I like this book. You, I feel like you also are very judgy of girls who cheat. But if guys cheat, you're weirdly okay with it. I, well, we should give spoiler warning because we will be spoiling the entire book as per usual. But I don't like how she glossed over the cheating. And I, oh 
gosh, the quote, Kayla, that just sent me into a spiral. I didn't mark it, but it's because it's ingrained in my head. She said that her history is fiction by nature. And it's a narrative that we can tell and shape how we want to. And I was like, girl, shut up. You cheated on your husband. Then you slept with your husband a day later. And she's literally writing it off as like, well, it happened in a weird time traveling event. It's fine. He doesn't need to know excuse me well I think it's like supposed to be a parallel to how her mother like wrote her own history and how her mother was like oh I went to Italy before I met your father and in reality she didn't so I feel like it was a parallel to that where she's like you just write your own history because her mom really wrote her own history (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that I mean the whole book though just made me so mad because I felt like she was weird with her mom like I get her mom had just died but Kayla come on the quote come on this had to gross you out the quote that says if your mom's the love of your life what does that make your husband that was weird I feel like she could have described it better than that because I get her point was like you go to your mom for like literally everything like I like like there's this like real that like it's like you go to the doctor and you call your mom you're like mom what's my social security number like <laughs> literally for everything I get that point because like yeah like I do moms do a lot and like I my mother is weirdly controlling so like she controls more than most mm. but yeah I would never call her like my first love so I do wish you would have used different terminology like I get the the point of the book is that she doesn't know who she is without her mother because her mother controls her so much. (laughs) Yes. I thought that was kind of out of character for Carol. Like based on 30 years younger Carol, I was like, man, it's weird that then she became like very controlling, but in like a, but I'm your best friend kind of way. Cause I feel like she would have been the type who'd been like, yeah, sure. Go make your own mistakes, do whatever. I'll be the cool mom and be here for you. And instead, it was like Katie literally could not do anything without her mom present. Yeah, like even like her whole like getting married, her mom was like, I think this is a bad idea. Yeah, no, her mother was very controlling in a weird friendship kind of way. So yeah, no, I mean, definitely, definitely weird. I do think it makes you think about like, who am I without certain people? Yeah, like, no, it does. <laughs> There's- it makes you think. Her books make me always think. I don't know like whenever and in five years I thought I'm like well where do I see myself in five years like I don't know it's just like weird thinking that this her writing makes me think about because they're like really morally weird points that you're like well what would I be if my mother died like what what (laughs) who would know my social security number (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I I I get the point I just didn't sympathize with the main character I like I sympathize way more with the dad because the dad also loved his wife. The dad had to figure out how to do life without his wife, who also did everything for him. And he didn't move off, jet off to Italy and cheat on his wife or anything like that. You know, he just like grieved and tried to figure it out. And he let his daughter go, even though that was probably really hard for him because he was grieving and probably needed someone there for him. But he's like, no, you go find yourself, babe, like whatever. And what was the other point I was going to make? There's another point I was going to make. Oh, I felt really bad for the dad because the daughter was like, yeah, I'm my mom's first love. I'm my mom's true love. Like, I don't know what that makes my dad, but I'm my mom's person. I was like, excuse me, excuse me. You don't know that for certain. 
just upset me a little bit. I do think she needed to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. Granted, I didn't think she needed to meet her mother 30 years ago in Italy. But I do think she needed to get out of the environment because I think she would have just brought everyone else down. <laughs> she was very upset, very depressed. Yeah, in a really bad place. And I think it was like affecting people around her. Like, I think if she yeah. stayed, like, she would have divorced her husband right then and there. Mm-hmm. I think she just would have, like, I don't know, her and her father would have just been these, like, ghosts going through the motions still. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he needed to be alone to, like, stand on his own two feet again. Because I think they could have easily gone to that transition where she just pretends to be her mother and her dad's like, just does the same thing. Yeah. So I do think yeah. it was good for all of them for her to get away. Do I sympathize with her? No. Her and her, it gave me very Gilmore girl, girl vibes, mm. their friendship. Um, which is why actually the audiobook is told by Rebecca, not Rebecca Graham, maybe no Lauren Graham, who is the mom from Gilmore girls. Interesting. And she did that on purpose. Um, Parallel. Yeah. So she did. It was all mothers and daughters. So I actually went to the, her reading with my mother. Because um, I love her book from well, in one uh, in five years. My mom likes that book. So I brought her to the book reading with me. But she hasn't read this book yet. Hopefully she but... likes it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa's review on Goodreads was like so harsh. I just wanted people to know what they were getting themselves into with the weird mother-daughter relationship. Because, like, that's the thing. That's I literally told my mom when I was reading this book and after. I was like, uh, like, I am very close with my mom. I tell her everything. There really are, like, no secrets. We're very close. But I would never walk around being like, my mom's my person and my dad's not her person. I'm her person. Like, I just think that's so conceited. And, like childish like I think you're right Italy was good for Katie I think she was forced to grow up but it was also a little weird because she went to Italy and was still completely dependent on her mom like just followed her mom around and it really took that like you know the event where she found out her mom was already a mother for her to like find herself but I I mean that took 200 pages for that to happen so it was just 200 pages of Katie who I didn't like but you know it's fine. Everyone likes different things. I would be curious what your mom would think if she read the book. She'd probably be like, what the F? <laughs> My mom's like me. She likes the thrillers. She likes the murders. I realize I really don't like murder, like thrillers. Really? I love murder. I think the only thriller I actually liked is the murder rule. Dervla, Dervla. Yep. I was thinking about um, Good Girl's Guide to Murder, and I was like, that's not what it was called. But um, the murder. I like that book too, I guess. I guess I like those kind of books. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of the one mm-hmm. we read last year. What was the one with the, um, the girl and her baby? The Lisa Jewell book? The Before She yeah. Disappeared or something like that? Yeah. Something like that. Night She Disappeared. And yeah. I'm like, I just don't vibe with those books. I vibe with um, those books. <laughs> But back to this book. So what did you think of her writing, though? Uh, Her writing was fine. I didn't have any problems with her writing. She was pretty good at the dialogue. Like, I liked her dialogue between the characters. And obviously, I liked her descriptions of Italy. I felt like I could really see it. Um, I don't know if I know where Positano is. Like, I don't know 
if I have ever specifically seen pictures of it, but I feel like I've definitely seen pictures of the colorful houses built into the cliffs. And so I, I loved her descriptions of it and um, yeah, no problems with writing. I think post town is like a part of the Malfi coast. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I'm not, I actually did not go to that place. So I went to, I'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong, Cincaterra, which is like an equivalent, but it's more south. No, it's more north. It's because it's near Florence. Mm. Um, but I do have a desire. I, yeah, like I wanted to go to Italy. Like I was missing it so much. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just like go to Italy for a month. I'm like, just find myself. Yeah. <laughs> No, I need to plan a mother-daughter trip to Italy, but I was going to be like, I'm going to go a week up by myself. My mom's going to meet me there for the second half of the week because I don't want her to be there for the full two weeks and then I can't find myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what if you meet friends and then your mom shows up and you're like, sorry, guys, got to hang with my mom now. That's what I was thinking. Maybe she'll come the first half and then I'll just like send her home. (laughs) (laughs) Poor moms. (laughs) It was funny. So I guess the whole time travel thing kind of still throws me because whenever at the end of the book, when her husband was there and she ran into the owner again, but like 30 years older, like, did she not get thrown off? Like, I'm just kind of confused. And when she only realized it was 30 years behind, you know? Yeah, I was confused why that woman who worked there during both time periods didn't recognize her I know that like lots of people probably passed through but she was very friendly with the staff like she talked to them a lot she talked to them about the deals and told them to invest in Starbucks and Apple like I feel like she made an impression that would be memorable and I'm just surprised that they weren't like you look oddly familiar (laughs) you know (laughs) that's something similar to that back in the day but they thought it was because they like met her mother Mm -hmm. That's because she's like, you did look so familiar when you came. Like, we just thought you were like, you look like your mother. Um, yeah. But no, you met her. I do think it's weird that she like slept with like Adam and like Oof. he really was 30 years old. <laughs> I was like, is that legal? That can't be legal. What just happened? It's this weird time travel thing. I thought this was going to be another um, Daisy Jones where we would just argue when I saw your review. But it's clear you don't actually feel that passionate about it anymore. (laughs) No, I don't. So, like, I don't feel that passionate about it. Like, I didn't like, I just didn't like Katie and the choices she made. I, I don't know. Like, her mom was a completely different person. And I guess when it made me mad that when Katie found out her mom was considering not being her mom, that Katie was like, you're the worst human being I've ever met. And I was like, Katie, shut the F up. Obviously, your mom becomes your mom calm down like what she needs right now is support I don't know I just felt like Katie was very childish what if your mom you went back in time and your mom was like yeah I'm gonna I might give this one up like I don't want her anymore (laughs) I I was wondering where this book was going because I like honestly was like okay what's the plot here (laughs) um (laughs) because it's like a weird this isn't a love story and it's not a thriller or an action book. So you're like, well, what's the point? Yeah. And I feel like I get that a lot with like, just like regular like fiction books. Like what is the point of these books? And it was kind of that. 
I guess it was just Katie finding herself. Um, but that was, a, I was surprised whenever Katie found a picture of her, the baby in Carol's apartment. I was like, what? Um, yeah. I was confused. So did, did like, why did, did Carol say that she did? I remember Carol saying I didn't cheat. So did she, did he, did her dad cheat on Carol first? Or I maybe think, I just have. I don't think anyone cheated in their relationship. Okay. I thought she was like with the guy from the boat. I think Katie thought she was with the guy from the boat, but I think Carol maintained that she wasn't. Vague, vague, vague there-ness. I have a feeling. I don't know. I, I feel like. Yeah, and it's possible. She, it's oh. possible she did. I mean, like mother, like daughter. So maybe. <laughs> also, though, like, I guess. So say you are married. Would you really want your like wife running around with some guy in Italy on his boat? I probably wouldn't. <laughs> Literally, what Adam said to Katie was her husband was an idiot for letting her come to Italy alone. I'm like, Italy, there's a ton of alcohol, very romantic, nothing to do except like relax and, you know, meet people. So, yeah, no. I mean, her, her dad, I thought, was very understanding of that, but there's probably a good chance Carol cheated. <laughs> probably. I think both of them needed to go to Italy. Maybe it's like you were gonna, I really problem. thought you were going to say, I think both of them needed to cheat. No. <laughs> I, was I like, think Kayla. both of them needed Italy to want to come back. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I really think if Katie didn't go, she would have been like, oh, like, I hate my husband. Like, this was over. Like, we're getting divorced. Like, I think she needed the space and the separation. I don't think she needed to cheat, but I think she needed separation. And even just like being friends with is Adam the one that she cheated on with? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yep. I think she just becoming friends with Adam and like getting to know him and like seeing other guys out there because she did get married really young and she didn't really know what else is out there. And I think she needed to see that. But yeah, and she didn't need to sleep with him. I mean, granted, yeah. I definitely like I feel like you don't want your significant other going on like dates with random people in Italy. But in the beginning, when she like really have to state her boundaries like she was doing fine (laughs) yeah yeah it was just a complicated situation I just hate that she cheated on him and then was like well he doesn't need to know because it was all part of the time travel thing like uh, I just well I don't think he needs to know I do think like sometimes you tell the truth for your own to feel better yourself like you tell the truth selfishly Hmm. Sometimes I think the truth can hurt. And that's probably not like okay, but like I feel like her telling the truth would just hurt her husband more because like now she knows she wants to be with him. Yeah. I don't know. I and think also the- does he want to be with her after they cheated? It's a weird, it's a more it's a questionable thing. You're like, ah, what's it's, right? It's so that's my whole thing is I feel like everyone should have the right to choose that for themselves. Like whether he wants to still be with her after she did that, that that should be his choice to make. And I think that's why, like at the beginning, you said I'm harder on women who cheat than on men who cheat. I feel like all the books we've read about with men who cheat, the woman finds out. And so it's like then a battle of do they want to work it out, like make that choice to work it out or not. Whereas she just didn't give her husband the choice. And like, that's what really pissed me off. Like I still would have been pissed at her for cheating but I just want her husband to have the choice to leave her 
if he wants to. I mean, men are really wimpy, though. Like, I think back to, like, every bachelor, like, I'm going to the bachelor and bachelorette, like, if the bachelor chooses the wrong girl and then dumps her and goes to the other one, they take him back because they think of it as a rational thing. Mm-hmm. But if a girl dumps a guy, he'll, and, like, and then wants to go back to him, he has so much, like, pride almost that he will never take her back because I just can't grasp the rational thing that like people make mistakes mm-hmm. so I think that boys are very prideful and I don't like think I don't think they think of it as rational like rationally as girls do yeah and that's true like maybe I mean I I get why she didn't tell him I just it made me so uncomfortable because it's like now we have to keep that secret for her and I know it's just a book but like I want to tell her husband, <laughs> but now I'm complicit in her crime and I have to keep her stupid secret. <laughs> um, I am and her mom for not telling her the truth about Italy. Her mother wasn't like a liar. <laughs> I kind of actually hated her mom by the end, which was weird because I really liked her mom throughout the book. And then we get to the end and Katie's like, I guess I never really knew my mom after all. She was controlling. She lied to me. She didn't want me. I was like, yeah, Katie, your mom's kind of messed up just a little. <laughs> I don't, I don't I know how I feel about Carol. I think she had her mom on this like pedestal and she kind of needed that like wake up call. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, like I was like, yeah, why didn't she lie? Like she should have told her mom, like told the truth because her mom thought she was like, she thought her mom was like this perfect human being in reality like no one's perfect but I feel like Carol put on a really good show that she was yeah like Carol's a liar it's like Carol you have a a past and like it wasn't even a bad past per se I'm like you considered having a career designing you obviously still loved your child because you sent her messages all the time and ultimately you chose to be with your child like that's a story you could have told Katie and been like you know you have to figure out life for yourself it's like it could have been a lesson as opposed to this big secret yeah no it made me uncomfortable I do feel like Katie's a classic only child Mm, she is (laughs) um if you're an only child stop listening right now we may have some choice words (laughs) that's what you you called her selfish a lot and it's hard I feel like a lot of only children like grow up kind of being selfish like their parents make everything about them and they like don't know any better yeah I do think that like Katie's mom made it all about her her whole life like it was just like Katie so I think like she didn't know any better um yeah I have only one child (laughs) I agree they should have siblings you like you learn so many life lessons by having siblings you learn how to fight and then like be okay afterwards Mm mm-hmm like, you learn that, like, fighting isn't, like, be-all, end-all. I feel like that's, like, a really yeah. big thing that only told me. Like, you fight your siblings so much, but, like, the next second you're like, okay, I love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, you cannot speak to them for three days, and then you're just like, hey, want to get food? <laughs> Everything's fine. Let's go. And you're, yeah, and their siblings are the ones who most humble you because they'll tell you <laughs> the honest truth to your face. <laughs> They will. Uh, <laughs> there's this TikTok around, and it's like, ask your brother what you look like. They'll like really humble you or something like that. <laughs> oh gosh. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, I kind of cheer rather to be like, Tommy, pretty. <laughs> so he does. So he's actually, he doesn't fit the criteria for that oh, one. But... That's nice. Well, I have always have a lot of fashion shows at home because I like to get dressed up. And he's like, I'm always like, how's this outfit? Going? He's like, great, Kayla. Like, just get out of my room. <laughs> I love the TikToks of um, like siblings and they just like come in your room and open the door and stare at you and then like shut off your light and then just walk away. (laughs) That is exactly what you do. (laughs) So I think only children are weird and they have this weird relationship with their mom and they like are too close to their mother because they're only one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Too close. Like, it's good to be close with your parents. Like, I'm not against that. I'm very close with my mom, but like, I would never be like, my mom loves me more than my dad and I'm her person. And I don't know what my dad is to her. And I don't know what my husband is to me because I have my mom. I do think parents love their kids more than their husband because like they literally made them. But yeah. I do think it's not like a first love kind of thing. Like, I do think it is just like a different type of love. I agree. Um, it's it's a different type of love. It's not it's yeah, it's not the same as a romantic love with your partner. But I do think I guess like she theoretically probably loved Katie more because like, you can't get rid of your child. You can get rid of a husband. Okay, we have to switch to another video because of the whole one minute thing. Okay. Okay. We're talking about mother's well, love. It's funny because you ended that by saying she could leave her husband, but she couldn't leave her child. And I was thinking, except she almost left her child and stayed in Italy. Yes, theoretically, she could leave her child. Um, yeah, it just makes you think. Do you still stand by you almost give it a one-star review except for me? All right. I will give you two redeeming quotes that I did mark in this book. Two redeeming quotes that allow it to be higher than a one star, I guess. (laughs) The first redeeming quote that I really loved, and this is on page eight. So I had high hopes at this point. I was like, all right, eight pages in, really good quote. It was talking about like um, her relationship with her husband and how they got married too soon and all that stuff. And it said, "Um, these were not the promises of our families, our upbringings, our marriages, our marriage. We made promises in a world lit with light. We do not know how to keep them in the darkness. I was like, Ooh, that's good. Like, you know, that's powerful when you're, you, when you're young and you're like, everything will be okay. And like, you make all these promises and then the life actually hits you and things go bad. It's like, how do you keep those promises? Um, and that's why having morals and ethics is so important, which is why I didn't like Katie cheating anyway, to the next quote that I also really liked. And this came from Carol. They were talking about having a passion and she was asking Katie what her passion was. And, you know, she's like, I don't know. I'm not sure I have that. And Carol says, not everyone does. Not everyone needs one. I was like, you know, I think that's a good message because I think especially with like our generation and especially the generation below us, like everyone wants a passion. Like they want to be famous or they want to be um, like have a, a career, be partner at, you know, KPMG, whatever. And it's like, you have to reevaluate life as life comes and it's okay for your passions to turn into hobbies and your passions to change. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, especially in my late twenties, that's where I'm at. 
where it's like, I don't really have that one sole thing that I'm like, I like, this is my passion because like I have hooping and writing and reading and playing with my dog. And it's like, you know, a lot of different things that I enjoy. I feel like having one passion is a very Americanized thing. Mm. Like I think back to the quote that I remember from Emily in Paris and it's like, Americans live to work and Europeans work to live. And I think about that a lot because our culture is so driven by our careers and like these passions and they want us to have these one passion where we throw everything into it. And it's very unhealthy thing and it's very Americanized. Like I don't feel like other countries push you to to have this like passion and this one thing you have to do. I think they base a lot of their life over like experiences and friendships and just like being with people and like interactions mm-hmm. whereas like we are all like oh like you should like when we were in like high school like co- like sports were so pushed on us like oh you need a sport you need to do this you need to practice like every night like mm-hmm. that I don't I don't know but I don't really know about other countries as much as like sp- sports but I just feel like in their work culture like it's just so less mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's healthier and I think oh. that's why we have one like the most we worst like mental health countries yeah like like corporate america especially is that whole like throw your whole life into this job give everything you have to this job like not just nine to five we want your whole life and your children's souls and we're gonna take them (laughs) which is so funny because like this book and again i really this is probably the biggest redeeming quality about this book I really feel like she transported us to Italy and let us see like their culture and like their they were a passionate people in a completely different way like not in the way that we're passionate about our jobs they're like just passionate about living and like drinking their wine and like looking at the coast and being like this is Italy this is beauty like this is life and it's like they're a very passionate people and it's just not the Americanized passion that is so ingrained into us that I feel like sucks our souls from our bodies and ruins us. This is why I'm moving to Europe. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I can't now because I'm not a community. But um, I mean, the, the, the thing doesn't die yet. The, the passion to move to Europe doesn't die yet. But no, I definitely like, maybe want to just like quit my dog and move to Europe for like a month and just like find myself and just like drink wine on the Riviera. No, they're very, yeah, they're very passionate about like love mm-hmm. and things that are like, I don't know, I feel like important. Like, and the reason like they're like the culture there is so much older than America. Like they've been around for so long mm-hmm. and like there has to be a reason that they're still like we are we are like one of the younger nations in the, in the world and we have so many issues and I just feel like we're not learning from other countries mistakes. We're just like making it. I just, we're getting political for a minute, but <laughs> yeah, really no, falling apart the world. <laughs> um, the U S is like Katie and we're still trying to find ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it did. It definitely made me want to go to Italy Um, I was going to ask you, though, if like how you felt about Carol's decision, because I was kind of actually torn about Carol's decision to be a mother, not like torn. I love that she went back to be a mother. But if you had taken the kid out of the equation, 
Carol had a chance to be in Italy as a designer. Like that was her goal. That was her dream. That was something she was passionate about. And she could have stayed in Italy and had many lovers on the coast and, you know, drank wine and had good friends and, you know, pursued this passion. She was in her 20s. Her life was just beginning. And instead, she made the responsible choice. She chose her love for her daughter and went home. And we learned that her life was kind of like less, like she never really wanted to work in her husband's office. And she kind of got forced into it. And that Katie and the husband were like, oh, your designs are so cute. Ha ha ha. And it's like, that was something she loved to do. And it was kind of diminished. So I just wondered like how you felt about that. Someone in well, that kind of goes back to the whole passion about different things. Like she became passionate about being a mother and her life. That's true. But I think if she really loved design as much as she was, she could have had both. Yeah. Like no one told her she had to like work in her husband's shop or like, like not give up design. Like she could have, she could have done it in the US. Like I think if she was like passionate enough about it, but I think maybe she learned from Italy that like passions in different things. Yeah, that's true. I think if like say she didn't have like a man waiting at home, like yeah, I would encourage her to stay in Italy. But I think it's very hard to find, I guess, love. And if you find it, and you, I don't know, like people move across countries a lot for love. So I can see her just leaving Italy for love too. I do yeah. think she loved her husband. Yeah. I think I they think had a good life together. I know. I, I kept waiting for Katie life. to warn her, like, get checked for cancer sooner. Um, she never did. <laughs> would have been smart. Instead of telling the hotel to invest in Apple, she should probably tell her mother to check for cancer. Yeah, it was like, I was like, this is your opportunity. I kept hoping she would be like, mom, check for cancer on this date. Like, you know or get your mammograms or whatever. I, and she just like, instead she's like, okay, invest in Apple and Starbucks. Good luck, everyone. She should have told her own mother to do that. <laughs> Think of how rich she could be. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Katie was a flawed main character, but I suppose we all are flawed. Um, there is definitely a message about finding yourself, though I'm not sure Katie really found herself by the end. I think she's still probably a work in progress I think she just realized her mother isn't like she, I think she realized she doesn't have to aspire to be her mother because mm. I think that's what she was like doing her whole life is like trying to be house phone house phone we don't have one of those old school I don't know what I was saying but now she can realize her mother's not like the best be all person and she can be her own person now mm-hmm. like there was arguments when she brought up with her husband that she would just like consult her mother on and like he'd yeah. be like, okay, like be your own person. I think now she'll be able to do that. I think definitely takes some time to like be your own person, but I do get consulting your mother about like life decisions because I think they're talking about having children, but at the same time, it's also like, but Katie, do you want to have a child? Like, <laughs> like take your mother out of the equation for a second. Do you want the child? I was like, hold on, let me call my mom. <laughs> Mom, do I want a child? <laughs> oh, poor yeah. Katie. Poor Katie only child. She her job too. She did? Yeah, before. Well, she took a leave for her mom's like that. Like, oh, yeah. And she said she didn't even know if the job would be there when she got back because she'd taken a leave for like so many months. <laughs> it's like, 
Um, maybe she'll become a real like she's a ghostwriter. I mean, not that they're not real writers, but maybe she'll be like an author. Maybe Katie is actually just Rebecca Searle. <laughs> maybe this was an autobiography and we just didn't know it. But yeah, thanks. For, I gave this one. Okay, so we can show our rating. I was going to wrap up, but I, we can, can give our rating. Um, I gave it a four to five. I don't know. I just liked Italy. <laughs> you, so you like liked it. I actually, I'll just, I, I'll give it like a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. I give it a 2.4 out of 5. So it went up from your 1. It did. Like, I'll, I'll give it um, some redeeming qualities for the writing. And I'll just chalk it up to it's really just not my style. I don't like time travel. I don't like cheating. So, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> cheating's my favorite part. <laughs> I guess what it I really- didn't like about the cheating was like 24 hours later, she then slept with her husband. I'm like, could you at least have waited a little longer? Like, you know. So you say you don't support mother lovers, but you support murder from your I other taste. Love of murder. no um I actually like it's funny because I love mother-daughter relationships in murder books like I like when the mother goes missing or the daughter goes missing usually it's the daughter who goes missing and the mother has to fight for her daughter like I love that I just don't like this type of mother lover (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah I guess we'll wrap up but uh thanks for listening um Tune in next week when we discuss the House of Sky and Breath. (laughs) This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast.